ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We proudly present this podcast to you in all its glory. They are the bearded wonders, the twin sons from different mothers. He is Blake. He is Sal. And together they are the Blake and Sal Show. And if you're not okay with that, I have two words for you. Stay tuned. of the Blake and Sal show with Mark. Uh, as you can tell, this is not Blake, and your ears and eyes do not deceive you. I have come back from picking up my pack of smokes from two months ago. I decided not to be a deadbeat host anymore. I'm Sal, the biggest heel on podcasts, and I am here with uh, two lovely people at the moment. Uh, first, we're going to introduce the other person's name in the show. Mark, Dad, how are you doing? doing well i thought you were with el generico in mexico helping to get the orphans <laughs> that or you were figuring out how to do more steiner math one of the two now now you know i don't like charity work that's not what i do and up next we have uh blake's lovely wife uh an author may i add a very well known published author i'm on my own Against the wall, the pressure's building, but no, I will never fall. Instead of crying, they hear me roar, and now I see that I'm way better than before. I never needed you at all. Think I'm fall down, I'ma watch you fall down. I'm living large now. I never needed you at all. Think I'm fall down, I'ma watch you fall down. I'm living large now. I never needed you at all. Mandy, how are you doing? I'm good. Uh... Happy early birthday, Sal! Well, thank you very much. Yes, actually, uh, happy, happy belated birthday. birthday because it will have already been your birthday once this posts. That's true. Yes, happy that is birthday. true. So, so Sal is thirty-nine still. Uh, I, I, I am turning thirty-nine. Yes, this is my, ugh, my final year of my thirties. I just want to throw up. <laughs> I'm the baby still. Anyway, uh, we do have a special, another special guest coming on the show. Uh, he will be joining as soon as he's done uh, with his work meeting, because, um, you know, we all have 
work and lives and things that need to be done. Um, and I guess I will take on Blake's line here. Help support the show. Uh, find all the platforms you can find the show and other projects that we work on on the BlakeAndSalShow.com. And I'll be Sal. You can buy their shirts, stickers, hoodies, and more from their Tee Public store. Click on the Tee Public link on their website or go to Tee Public and search the Blake and Sal Show. And no, Dad, they do not have their post-its yet. <laughs> hey, did our Blake and Sal Show... Uh portable casts coming in yet portable caps yeah you get the cast so that way when you uh, don't like oh someone, i thought you said, I thought you said cats like c-a-t-s <laughs> no cast like honestly in- honestly cats would have probably even been better <laughs> hey guys hey guys oh oh look look, who, look look who's tapped into the line it's mr mrs Staffelis. What? <laughs> what? Oh, I, by the way, I believe I believe the line you're looking for a salad, not all items actually available. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. So take over. Oh, look, we have our other guest on the line. We don't we don't have access to music right now, so we're just gonna make one up for him. <laughs> Everyone, welcome back. Rich fan. Yeah. Hey guys, apologies. I had a cool uh, uh, appointment with my dean, and then now I've got both booster and a flu shot running through me. So I am currently dealing with the side effects of insane sweat. So I apologize for the viewers in advance. Oh, we feel that that was us about two weeks ago. So yeah, absolutely, we feel you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so um, well, since we're all here, uh, Blake's on the road, uh, so. We will be doing things a little bit differently here. Uh, we're going to break for commercial. And when we come back, we're going to get into some plugs. Okay. And we're back. Uh, right off the bat, Mandy, published author, Mandy Riley. Uh, you have something to plug, don't you? Yes. Uh, pick up I Know I Am. It's available right now on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, at Orange Hat Publishing. It's in English and in Espanol. Um, and this weekend, I am going to be at Waukesha Unlocked at the Orange Hat offices uh, doing a reading. So please come see me if you are in the area. Very nice. Uh, and we also, Blake has a plug as well, which I need to yes. step away for just a moment. Uh, so Blake, if you want to do that really quick. No problem. Yeah. Um, if you're um, This Friday morning, obviously, you hear the show, you'll be special episode of Clerks Minute going up. Um, I actually found some um, interviews from when I was over on That Man off That Man. And um, Scott Holden passed away during the pandemic, and I never really got to do a tribute show for him. So I put together one. So it's going to be, it's over on first minute right now. So go take a listen to that. It's definitely a lot of fun. And I forgot how much fun those interviews were until I got back to listen to them. So go listen to that right now. All right. And because Sal's not here, I'll be both Sal and Blake and Rich. Hit us with your plugs. <laughs> 
Sure. Uh, first, uh, my home base, Pro Wrestling Torch, pwtorch.com. That's where I do my monthly articles in our newsletter. On the VIP side of things, I do uh, everything with Rich and Wade, uh, the deep dive with Will Cooling, uh, the East Coast cast tonight with Travis Bryant. Uh, and, and then on the free side of things, I'll do the odd here and there appearance. Additionally, uh, for limited time, I'm also at Post Wrestling, where I'm doing MCU Later, where myself and W.H. Parker covering Marvel She-Hulk. All right. Thank you very much. And, and I have a plug. We're not talking I'm- about your hair. <laughs> <laughs> I curse you. (laughs) Okay, and with that, we are going to get to wrestling. Insert music here. It's so very confident it's your boy Rick Flair to come on here and say a thing or two. You all deserve this. Under the sea. Under the sea. And that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. I could have went down. What a wonderful phrase. Stop. Listen. Because. 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 I am Lance Catamaran. Motherfucker, I love professional wrestling. All right. Uh, first in wrestling news, we have a very sad story. Antonio Inoki passed away at the age of 79. We are going to start with our wrestling historian for some words. Dad, Mark, please. All I can say is that he's going to be missed very much, Antonio, uh, not only in Japan, but around the world. Um, he very much was an ambassador of pro wrestling, uh, was trained by Roshan and, uh, Carl Gotch, um, in a style Gotch wrestling and also, uh, more of technical wrestler. Um, it would team up with his friend, giant Baba, who at that time, I believe was bigger than Andre the giant as far as height not his weight, um, and they're a scary combination. Uh, he won some belts locally in the Japanese Wrestling Alliance, uh, decided that he would make a name for himself you know, within other wrestling promotions, had a title in WWE for the first Asian uh, title holder, but WWE didn't recognize it, um, had a match with Muhammad Ali, wrestler versus uh, boxer, even went 12, which also developed into mixed martial arts, which he's known for, and uh, judo. And uh, his matches were with Ric Flair, very memorable. Uh, said great ground wrestling person, uh, submission, uh, founded New Japan Wrestling. And from then, it just skyrocketed. He was also in politics. Uh, the Japan's House of uh, Commoners and uh, very democratic party in in Japan. So he kind of dabbled a little bit of everything. And to let you know, he took his first name Antonio from a wrestler that he basically uh, 
liked uh, and wanted to kind of do an omen to, and that's uh, Antonio Rocca. So he took Antonio from that, and uh, he will be sadly missed, Hall of Famer. Uh, and uh, just take it away too soon. Okay, and now I know why he does not remember what my birthday is. It's because he remembers all of that information about Antonio Inoki. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you never know when they'll come up for Trivial Pursuit. All right, so we'll go to Blake for his thoughts about Mr. Inoki. Well, honestly, well, Honestly, for me, I'm, I'm not the real historian here when it comes to Antonio Inoki. I know the name and I know the history. Um, for me, it's interesting because I, I actually got the news before everyone else did because they broke it during SmackDown, which was shocking. I did not expect Michael Cole to be breaking the news of Antonio Inoki's death. That surprised me. <laughs> but no, I don't have a whole lot. I know Rich, he was talking on everything this week, so I will throw it over to Rich because I know he broke everything down on their show as well. Sure. So with Anoki, when you think about Ricky Dozan and God of Pro Wrestling called Gotch and uh, Giant Baba, he's one of the most important figures in Japanese wrestling history. Yes. Forming New Japan Pro Wrestling, talking uh, you know about the tag team with Baba, that leading to a friendship which became a friendly rivalry that went across decades in terms of him with All Japan and New Japan, King's Road versus Strong Style, Anokiism. Uh, and one of the things Mark mentioned in terms of his work in politics, you know, there are very few wrestlers who can say they brokered several trips to North Korea for wrestling. Uh, there's one, him, there's one wrestler who can say they negotiated a hostage situation to get folks out of Iraq before Saddam Hussein could execute him, him. And he did that to the chagrin of politicians that were advisors at the time to the prime minister of Japan. So Imagine if our secretary of state's like, I got this. And then all of a sudden the rock's like, no, I got this, bro. That's basically <laughs> what he did. I would love that, actually. <laughs> it's, just wild. it's like, it's absolutely wild. I mean, and, if you're watching you know, the young rock, it's not far off. That's true. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not right. <laughs> like, here's that time I got the nuclear code from Gorbachev. <laughs> <laughs> Don't turn the key. <laughs> and that's that's really him and uh it's controversy and history all in one uh much like i mentioned on everything much like vince mcmahon there are pieces of him that some people will see as unforgivable whether it was uh his treatment of wrestlers during the enochism phase feeding guys like shinsuke nakamura and yuji nagata to the mma warriors that would destroy them and kind of mess with their careers physically um some of his missteps with the company in terms of selecting people. I always look at Inoki though, as a guy that took, and I mentioned this on everything. And I, for all of his mistakes, you can look at the establishment of new Japan pro wrestling and the way with which he put over and created big van Vader as some of the most important contributions he made to professional wrestling. And for that, he will be sorely missed. I look forward to however they honor him in January and, you know, I, my only regret is I never got a chance to get one of his Anokiism slaps, though I don't think I wanted a concussion. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sal, do you have anything on Antonio Anoki? Um, I mean, I, I mentioned this to Blake. The one thing that I always think of when I hear his name was 
him stopping that Doc Gallows match in the middle of the match just because he was unhappy with it. <laughs> it just goes to show how much in control he likes to be and, and how he was just so passionate about the business and everything like that and it wasn't to his standard so he just decided to stop the match <laughs> and, and make him cut it short um so that's always something that i will every time i hear his name that's like the first thing i think of um i will the one thing i will add is i think it is pretty incredible that wwe actually acknowledged the fact that his title reign did not count they mentioned yes. that on air yeah. and yeah. that to <laughs> me um kind of transcended everything so that's um, a big deal so, so yes. now this point this posts the question because he's a hall of famer and is passing in time will they recognize him as a title holder that would they would have to adjust everything They'd have to adjust all the title reigns that have been in the entire history. They can't do it. It's in, it's way too late for that. That's sad. But I think that yeah, the Indies acknowledging their faux pas is at least a step in the right direction. To exactly. They can put that they... in the record books at least. They can at least put it in the record books an asterisk or something just to say that it happened. Would, right. would Then I guess, in a, and I'm making a big assumption and it's just me, I'm not speaking for anyone else, with that because he's not recognized as a title holder, is that why he was given into the Hall of Fame? He didn't get in the Hall of Fame because he's a legend. Yeah, well, he, I know that. But... <laughs> yeah, that's the reason he's in the Hall of Fame. He's in the Hall of Fame because he's I think you're making it. You're you're inferring the fact that it was a consolation prize, and I don't think it was a consolation prize. I think. That's that's what I'm trying. No, to, no absolutely not. To... Absolutely not. Okay, mm-hmm. just want to make sure. All yeah. right, and with that, I'm giving Sal back reins of the show. <laughs> Yes, so uh, moving right along, uh, lots of AEW talk, uh, lots of things going on uh, as of late. Um, and Sal, I know you've been off for the last couple of months. I kind of wanted your opinion on what your opinion on what's been going on because you haven't been here through all the controversy. I have Ooh. not. Um, you know, it's it's kind of surreal looking at it all, uh, watching it all unfold. Um, you know, the whole. CM Punk thing was just so bizarre, uh, you know, and, and I feel like sometimes, you know, they were, they were trying to blur the lines of, you know, what's fake and what's real, what's reality and what, what's, you know, scripted or whatever. And I, you know, at this point, it's just, it's, it's so far out there that it's just so hard to, to even decipher what's real anymore and what's not, um, you know, the whole, um, you know, the Bucks getting their titles taken away the night after, you know, Punk getting his title taken away. We haven't heard a word about them since, uh, you know, the rumors of Punk not coming back and everything like that. And, you know, and going into uh, our next little topic here, this Sammy Guevara and Andrade Twitter feud that's been going on, um, which my favorite is Ricky Starks chiming in and saying everyone needs to shut the fuck up, which I think was funny. Um, it's just... <laughs> I don't know what's going on over there. Um, you know, they, they had this meeting supposedly and, and the veterans spoke up and things looked like they were going to calm down and then it just started to pick up again. So I, I don't know what the hell is going on over there. And, uh, you know, if this is actually not storyline and fake and, and scripted and this is all legit, uh, you know, TK's got to get some fucking control because this is getting it's getting way out of hand and. It's gonna be it's gonna be a downfall sooner rather than later because no one's gonna to want to work for them. Well, it's not only that, but when Tony, because of 
being a wrestling fan, he's got to also realize that when you kind of back some people and you have a product and you're assuming that basically that this product can run itself because you're putting a lot of trust in these people to kind of do what needs to be done for the product. And you find out later that basically that's not the case. You need to put on your boss's hat and say, okay, this is what needs to be done. This is what's going to happen. And it's going to happen now. Either you're with me or you're not. And if you're not, don't let the door hit your ass on the way out. I'm giving you an opportunity and giving you a chance. But Tony needs to put that boss hat on. He can't be everyone's friend and he can't be a wrestling fan. If he continues to run the organization this way, I don't see a success for AEW. I at, really don't. At this point, I think he needs to step down from like that role and just be the face and have someone who will actually make decisions because he's obviously not going to be that person. And one of the big decisions that I foresee is this is now Sammy Guevara's third time like in hot water. Like he, there was the whole Sasha Banks incident. There was the whole Eddie Kingston incident. And now there's this one. He, he is the common denominator here. And on a side note, I would like to know what is going to last longer, the Young Bucks suspension or both of Sammy's engagements put together. Oh, 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 so, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He's now married. Yeah, I know, which is why if you put both of his engagements together, I bet the Young Bucks will be suspended longer. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, let's see what, comes, let's see what happens Pam. first. But, uh, but on, a, on, a, on a real note, like something needs to happen. He he is becoming a loose cannon and then he plays the martyr and kind of says, you know, oh, well, they hurt my feelings. And, you know, obviously I know that anything negative about Sammy Guevara is, is a sore spot in this house based on the 14 year old who's basically in love with him. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, I loved Shawn Michaels when he was an asshole and he got what was coming to him. So I think Sammy needs a rude awakening and that's maybe not just a suspension because he's done the suspension thing and that obviously hasn't worked. Eddie Kingston wanting to kick his ass, that would have scared the shit out of me. That didn't work for him either. <laughs> so I think, you know, something needs to happen and maybe he will not be able to finance Ty's next plastic surgery if he's fired. Oh, wow. 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 Rich, any thoughts? Rich, any thoughts? <laughs> uh, I mean, wow! He went with both barrels. I'm just trying to duck and make sure I don't get hit with a stray. You're good. You're good. Don't worry. I'm just letting this out now because I can't let it out in front of Christian. I got it. Uh, and I think, Mandy, you're 100 right. Tammy, I mentioned this on everything with Wade yesterday on the simulcast. Tammy, remember the first incident with Sasha? They had him go to rehab, quote unquote and learn how to use his words better and learn that this isn't the way. First thing we get is after him being a misogynist is fat shaming the coworker. Yep. Now he fires back and says, the only reason you have a job is because your father-in-law who doesn't even work for the company. And so now I see Sammy as Mandy does as the common denominator, but I disagree with you in that he needs to be fired. If anything, he is now AEW's problem. If Tony wants to side with these guys, I feel like, 
just go full full tilt because on Friday the the match is either Preston Vance has to lose for the honor of Brody King after his death or Andrade's kicked out of AEW forever. Seems to me like like it might be a good time for Andrade to hit the brick and let that man. Brody Lee, not Brody King. Brody Lee, not Brody King. Brody King's still alive. But I was like, well, I wasn't really paying attention Friday, so maybe I missed something. <laughs> no, yeah, Brody, Brody Lee, my God, oh my God. So yeah, so you have the whole dark order on the line essentially, and the memory of this man versus the career of another guy. Like, just let Andrade go if you want him to go. To, if you're not worried about him going to WWE, let my man float, get out yep. of there. And you know, I know Tony said the same thing to. Malachi Black and some other folks who wanted to get their releases. But to me, it's counterintuitive because if you want to keep them, you're doing the very thing that people complain Vince would do and you're hoarding talent for the sake of spite. Mm-hmm. Correct. Correct. And, you know, you got to look at it from a business aspect. You know, I understand that you want to be friends with everyone and have a good reputation with people. But if you let the inmates run the asylum, your company is going to suffer for it and it's going to suffer badly. Clearly it's not working at the moment. It worked before and now it's not. So things have to change. And one last thing about Sammy is he is undeniably a great talent. Like his spots are absolutely insane. However, he needs to realize that there's more to professional wrestling than just those insane flying spots. It's being that, personality and some someone that is just a decent human being and he's just not that right now with the fat shaming with the misogyny with just generally all of the shit talking that he's doing um when he is in a position to a not talk shit and b him and him and ty were very anti everyone coming out against them so he's doing the very same thing that he's told people not to do so, you know, pot, kettle, Sammy. So I have, he's I have a professional an... wrestler and he's not forgetting the first part. He's not a professional. Exactly. There you go. I, I have a, I have a kind of a, if you want to compare things is the way Sammy is going. Drew McIntyre, when he came into the WWE and he had all this attitude and ego and being young and he figured, well, I'm the heir apparent because I've been told I'm the heir apparent. If that's the direction Sammy's going to go, then let, you saw what happened with Drew McIntyre. So if right. he continues to go that way, then, you know, you're going to get almost, grounded and you're going to go someplace else that you don't want to be. I almost feel like Sammy is like a 20 year old, just has a massive spotlight on him. Oh, and this is what it feels like to me. He's like the twenty-something who doesn't who doesn't understand that he has a scent for himself, which is fine. But this kind of shit would never happen in WWE because they monitor all this shit. If anything like this started there, they would be either suspended or out the door in minutes. Like this would never happen nowadays, like ever. And I mean, if like, we're talking, if we're if we're talking like that, none of what's happened in AEW would have happened in WWE. And I, I think and Sammy, to what Richard was saying about how Sammy's forgotten the first word in professional wrestler, there's been a lot of people lately who have forgotten that word. And it just, you know, they may be great wrestlers, but if you're not professional and if you're not a decent human being, then 
what purpose do you serve? Because you can find great wrestlers anywhere. There are so many people on the Indies who are fighting and scrapping for just an ounce of what these guys have. Mm-hmm. Um, You're right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're a dime a dozen. Let's be serious. It's really the character and the person behind it that can make something. I mean, it, it, think of Danhausen. Like, there is no way his character <laughs> his character should be what it is. But <laughs> like, he's made it what it is. He is he the best wrestler? No, not even close. But he's made something for himself. Absolutely. Um, so I, th- I think you need both halves of you need to be a professional and a wrestler. And some people are riding the coattails of having one over the other. I, and then uh, this is your point, hon. The there's no way that the whole backstage incident with Punk the Elite, number one, would have happened in WWE. There's no way that would have happened. And if it did, no one would be on the roster anymore. None of them would be working there anymore. There is no doubt in my mind, no matter who's in charge, Vince back before he left, or Stephanie and Triple H, if they're if whoever's in charge, they're not working there anymore. It's just, I don't care how big they are. I don't care how big of names they are. They're not working there. Right. <laughs> you know, you know, I, I understand that Tony wants to give everyone a second chance, and, and, and that's good. But what these the talent has to also realize is that you're putting out a product, and it's a business. And you represent your company as a business. So when you present yourself, not only in television, but outside of television, you got to remember that basically – you are working for the company and you're representing the company. And if you don't act professional, you give that company a black eye because now they'll assume that, well, I guess the rest of the talent is like this guy. They're all assholes and don't want to do anything and are disrespectful. So why should I pay money to see somebody like that? See, I disagree with that because you obviously know that there are people like a Moxley, like Danielson that are good, decent people, you know, right. But it, there are those those assholes, and at what point do those assholes, you know, overrun everything else? You know, when it turns into, I don't want to see half the roster because they're unprofessional little bitches. Am I going to spend my money? So I, I think it's not necessarily lumping everyone together, but it's knowing that right. a few bad apples could spoil the whole bunch. Absolutely. By the way, Mandy, before we move on, I do want to say. The Danhausen comment, and for those who were not at C2E2, Danhausen had one of the biggest lines for anybody in the mm-hmm. building. Like, it was crazy. Like, it was, I was in the middle of a line. It was nuts how many he wanted to see Danhausen. That he actually didn't want to see Punk. Just Danhausen. It was amazing <laughs> to watch. <laughs> it was so cool. So, all right. So Another one is Orange Cassidy. Like, in. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, there's, exactly. There's these guys that, you know, they have the personality and they are good wrestlers. They're not great wrestlers, but they're gr- good wrestlers. So being a great wrestler just isn't enough anymore. You're absolutely right. You got to be a full package. Full package. All right, Sal, back right. to you. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well, enough about only Elite Wrestling. Uh, we have we have a, a plea this weekend uh, with WWE, uh, and that is Extreme Rules. But before we get into our predictions, uh, a couple of noteworthy things. Uh, Max Dupree, no more. He has left the Maximum Male Models. I'm assuming the what's-her-face is taking over, or are they getting rid of the group? Who cares? 
<laughs> yeah, you mean yeah. Ma Maxine. Oh my god! The moment I hear "Let me talk to you," I am done. Done. For those, by the way, so, so for those who don't remember, who don't remember back in the NXT days, how how out of nowhere we don't even know how this happened or what it happened when Mandy got this massive crush in LA Night. We have no idea how it happened or what it happened, but just, I remember we're watching something and she starts going crazy for his promos. And I'm like, what did this happen? Like, what, what's going on? So when we're so when we're um, she was out of town last Friday and we're texting back and forth watching SmackDown. And um, the minute you look at the camera and did a low, yeah, she was freaking out. She was absolutely going crazy. <laughs> I don't she know. Her panties awesome. at the TV. That is the next question. I have no, no I was not. <laughs> Yeah. But no I don't comment. know. No I don't. Comment. I don't know what it is. But it's just he is another great example of like he's got this character. Like there's just something about him that you can't you can't deny. And I'm so excited that he is out of this hellhole that is maximum male models. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I, I you know what's funny about the maximum male models I. I thought it was hysterical when it started, but then it, like, it just got ridiculous. And this past Friday was terrible. Like, it was bad. It was such a bad thing so, they did purposely. We, we, I think they did it on purpose to make sure you knew Max was getting pissed off and aggravated and wanted to move on. So, like, it was a terrible segment on Friday. Um, <laughs> Rich, any thoughts on this? Well, as, as you were from my time with Wade, I have been unabashedly a member of the Maximum Male Models uh intelligentsia i have been all in yes. on the silliness and uh Montua and all of the insanity of that silliness but <laughs> la night yeah be coming back and being the guy <laughs> on the season premiere of smackdown is something i'm very much looking forward to now it might God, not be I hope so, Friday. <laughs> so i mean would you kind of go and let saying uh male maximum models have Whatever order similar order. to like the fashion police? No, because the fashion police were actually in the talent. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I was going to compare it to like a pretty deadly where they have their moments, but really good in the race. So I'm not sure all this. So, do you see, uh, it's been a long week. It's been a long week. I'm a little Do you see LA Knight kind of getting his frustrations out on one of the maximum models in his first match? If he doesn't I want to get his frustrations out on them, I'm available. That's wow. different. Okay. So let's 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 move on. Let's move on. Um so we're we're gonna just your birthday, but I think you've been given a brother husband situation. <laughs> <laughs> so um we need to we, we need to address the uh the the elephant or should i say the rabbit in the room um so we have this white rabbit theory thing going on uh i just as recently as this past monday literally <laughs> exuded 45 minutes of my evening researching and and looking at this qr code that appeared um and and just going into the rabbit hole i guess you can say um, let, me say something, let, me, let me say something here so we take me and Scott talk during smack at least the first couple hours of the before he decides to go to bed so we're chit-chatting and normally when these things come up 
he'll rewind the video, he'll rewind the DVR, he'll take a picture of the QR code, he'll send me the link, we'll talk for maybe five minutes about it, and then we'll move on with the show. This guy, it's a half hour later, and he's still sending me stuff. He's there like a screen so happy things on Twitter. Like, what are you there doing? so much to look at. <laughs> like, I couldn't believe it. So, so what, are, what are we thinking? What are we thinking? Because clearly it seems like something's going to happen at the at the event. I feel like they've been teasing this for three every single week since it started. Every single day, go to SmackDown, hear more. Go to Raw, hear more. Go to SmackDown, hear more. So I guarantee you, I almost don't think it's going to happen on Saturday. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen Saturday. But Sal, are you, are you leaning towards the rest of us? You're leaning towards Bray? I mean, to me, it seems like it's going to be Bray Wyatt. Although now they're saying it might be um, the uh, the rabbit from the um, from what's his face's entourage. So it could Adam, be Rose. Adam, Adam Rose, Rose, yes, Adam Rose. Rose. <laughs> rabbit from there. <laughs> oh my god! I can't believe you went there. The bunny, the bunny. It was the bunny. That's the bunny. The bunny, yeah. <laughs> the bunny. Oh wait, could it be Bunny from AEW? No. What happened? She got pissed off at the um, page segment and decided to leave. Exactly. Like, what happened? <laughs> Jeez. So, I mean, back in Lucha, you could have basically said it has something to do with carrying cross, but that's not the case. So, oh God, back in Lucha, there was a rabbit trap. I'm gonna think they were all high yeah. most of the time. <laughs> Here, here's the thing: if you look at the rabbit trap and who, who was on it, who was on it? I don't remember. It's been years. Paul London. Is he, still, is, is he even even wrestling anymore? <laughs> I, if he is, he's on the Indies. I like Paul London, but I don't see all these. Okay, I'm going to tie this back to last week's show because I actually did listen to the whole thing on the way to Minnesota. Yes, um, you did. I know. I'm very proud of myself, but I really did like how um, your guest last week mentioned that it could be a Mustafa Ali kind of situation. By the way, for those who didn't hear last week, it was Tom Collihue from um, Nick and Tom's um, in College Elementary. Continue. <laughs> um, but I, I, I don't know if it, if it would be him or if it would be something, but I do think that all of us thinking that it's Bray White or Wyatt, I think that it could, it, it could be a swerve. It's almost too obvious. You think it's almost too obvious? Plus, it did. Didn't you show me? It said Gacy. Yeah, so maybe Joe Gacy's involved uh, or something along the line. I know people are throwing out maybe Alexa Bliss being involved too. So, because he can't hurt because of the QR codes and stuff like that. So, that's also one of those things. Um, Rich, I know you, you're also wrapped up in this whole thing. So, any thoughts on your end? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm bullying uh, Gacy with John Wayne Gacy and the masks and that thing's uh, the fiend. And Mandy actually just gave me my biggest uh, evidence for Bray because when you said Bray White, when you say White Rabbit, it's basically a spoonerism of Bray Wyatt. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, oh, my and God. So, it's another theory. Yeah. <laughs> and when you remember when he got betrayed by her at WrestleMania. What was that sign? Oh, go ahead, Blake. Rich, what was that sign that I know Wade brought up on the show this week? What was that sign that was in the crowd? I, I, didn't, I missed it on Monday, but apparently it was a, a almost said Wyatt Rabbit or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it said why. Yeah, instead of the uh, yeah. white, white, Wyatt, instead of rabbit, and so they're they're putting yeah. him out there. Mm-hmm. And you know, when he got betrayed mm-hmm. at WrestleMania by Alexa, he put up a painting of Jezebel, 
and the QR codes led to a different picture of Jezebel and then Samson bringing down the tower or not the tower bringing down the columns. And I, I feel like this is him. And especially with uh, uh, WWE recently hiring uh, the gentleman who did a lot of horror comics and some television writing for Disney, as far as their like ombudsman for big stories, he's the one working with whomever's doing this. And to me, it screams Bray. And I think he's going to show up during the ladder match because that's the best time, because then you'll see like, you know, one of those produced deals where Alexa one minute is normal cheering on uh, Bianca. And then all of a sudden the music plays and, you know, boom. I think that he won't be the surprise, but I think who he surrounds himself will be. I could see that. <coughs> because this is probably the biggest surprise since, you know, okay. the last dance with CM Punk. Like, let's be so, serious. But so, I think that that WWE, especially with having these people on their, you know, on their payroll now, I think that there will be more to it than just, you know, him going, hey, what's up? So would you see the right rabbit and the entourage with the right rabbit being uh, two females that are coming back for sure? I don't are know. you insinuating uh, Sasha Banks on the other one? Sasha and Naomi. Did you just say, did you just call Naomi the other one? <laughs> if anything, be, it should be Naomi be and the other one. Maybe because right you don't like Sasha. Because you don't like Sasha. <laughs> Her name escaped me at the moment. I'm sorry. My apologies. Yeah, I mean, it's Naomi I, I, and, I and the see. other one. At least I didn't oh. say what's her face. Uh, well, he didn't just say Mercedes because that's pretty much what everyone's calling her right now. So. <laughs> All right, vroom vroom. Let's talk about extreme rules. Please do. <laughs> All right, so I guess uh, we will start from the bottom like we normally do, and we will work our way up. Uh, so, uh, what the hell is a good old-fashioned Donnie Brook match? First of all, can we? Can somebody wait, 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 wait. Did you not? Did you not see the good old-fashioned Donnie Brook match between Drew and Sheamus on SmackDown like a couple months ago? Uh, <laughs> that, that was a yeah. great match. It was a great match. <laughs> okay, so what? Like, does, is there a donkey in there? Like, what's going on? No, like, well, how at the end work? of the day, at the end of the day, it's a it's a, it's a no match. <laughs> at the end of the day, it just has a massive great title to it because they're. Because it's them. It's them. It, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got this weird name match uh, to start off the, the card here. Uh, we got the Brawling Brutes versus Imperium. We all know who's involved, so um, I guess we'll go down the list. So we'll start with Blake. Well, actually, I'm throwing something. I know. Um, any thoughts on who's going to win the, the um, Gunther um, Sheamus match on Friday? Because oh. they're having an IC title match on Friday, and that ties into this match. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, I'm assuming he's going to retaining. I'm not even sure. I'm not 100% sure. I would assume so. I, I think it all depends on that match. Because I'm actually leaning toward Gunther retaining and the Brawl and Brutes winning this match as kind of like, hey, you didn't win the title, but we'll give you this match kind of a thing. You know what I mean? One of those things. Sheamus is a wrestler that doesn't need a title to True. be relevant and important and he's consistently proven that and I totally agree that uh, Gunther, Gunther whatever, he'll win the match Friday but I think the Brawling Boots will take it because 
I'm sorry. When you have a match called the good old fashioned Donnybrook match, I just don't see anybody but the brawling <laughs> winning. It's essentially made for them. And it's and like the only thing I'm sad about is it seems like it would be the perfect match for JR to call. <laughs> I just feel I feel like there would just be so many opportunities for him to uh, fuck up. Yes, I agree. <laughs> you say I'm punchy today. You say I'm punchy. <laughs> Besides, you never know when the shillelagh might come into play. Oh my god, shillelagh. Okay, right. So Sammy, Sammy brought up the shillelagh last Friday, and Imperium used it on him. So, <laughs> okay. So, um, okay. <laughs> I I gotta go with the brawling brutes on this one. Fair enough. Okay. Very good, Rich. I too am team brawling brutes. I think uh, this is a good time for uh, that squad to get their win and hopefully set up a banger word to uh, <laughs> America's favorite punter. Uh, there you go. With those guys down the road, I, I really uh, just I think it's good, and I hope that some of these guys get a chance to shine in these next couple of weeks after the season premiere. I, I, I can't believe they've gotten banger open as much as they have. It's damn weird. It's so weird. That'll be coming up on a t-shirt. <laughs> All right, moving right along. Um, we have a good old-fashioned strap match. Seems like every match has a theme on this pay-per-view. Am I correct? Uh-huh. Yes. Every single one. Yep. Every single match. Yeah, that's right. All right, so we have uh, Drew McIntyre versus uh, Oak Carrion Cross uh, with Scarlet in his corner. Uh, on the strap match, um, interesting uh, carrion cross, old bunny rabbit thingy going on. Uh, let's start with Rich. What are your thoughts? Who's going to win? I think just like with Sheamus, Drew McIntyre is the type of guy that can afford a loss and it's not going to affect him. But carrion cross needs a decent win, so I think he's going to win in the traditional heel strap match format of happen right behind Drew as he's doing his and then stealing the win. Yeah, I can see that happening. Uh, Mandy? I agree. Yield uh, JBL, I believe, made it super popular. So, yeah, I can I can totally see that. And uh, let's just hope Scarlett doesn't go too batshit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blake, what are your thoughts? Um, I think that Drew's going to no sell another fireball like he did last time. And then <laughs> he's going to lose the match to carry on cross. I don't like taking cross to win matches. You know that. But I just yeah. don't see the point in Drew winning this match. I honestly don't see the point. He doesn't need to win. And with the fact that he can just go back on Friday, cut a promo, and then be like, I'm going to do something else. I, he, I can totally see that happening. You're right. He doesn't need the win. And I honestly feel like this was meant for Karrion Cross with all of his weird kinks. Like, I feel like this won't bother him as much as people think, think it would. And that if anything that we've seen between him and Scarlett is true, he might actually like it. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> oh, okay, then. Uh, last but not least, Dad. I gotta go with with everyone saying Karrion Cross is gonna take this one. There's no reason why Drew should win. There's no title involved. There's nothing involved. It's just two people that supposedly dislike each other uh, very much and kind of want to get uh, one up on someone. Uh, but I have a funny feeling. The fireball come back into play, and this time I think Drew's gonna sell it. Um, by the way, Sal, you've been missing the last two weeks of us really being 
making fun of Scarlett and Charlotte and Scarlett and um, Carrie on Cross for their weird kinks going on at SmackDown the last like four weeks. We've been having fun on the show with that, so good <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, so I, I, I'm going to agree. I'm going to say Carrie and Cross as well on my end. Uh, up next, we have our I Quit match between um, Finn Balor and Edge. Uh, I'm going to go with Blake first, assuming he's going to go Edge. Um, you're going to assume wrong. You're wow. going to assume wrong. Mainly because mainly because I had I think Dominic's gonna get involved. Okay, I think it's video sports. All right, so let's move on. Uh so okay. he says uh Finn Balor's gonna win with a little assistance. Uh dad. Um yeah, I, I Finn Balor's gonna win. Edge can can take the loss and then try to regroup somewhere somehow and take him all out singly instead of as a team. Um, but like Blake said, Dominic's probably get involved somehow or towards the end, Dominic is going to be the one that breaks the chair and puts the rod in Edge's mouth and try to do more damage. So my thing is, let's see who's going to come and save Edge. Is Ray going to save Edge or is someone else going to save Edge? What if Ray joins to be with his son? Ah, that's that's something else that could possibly happen. I mean, I don't see that happening, but you know, it's just you know, never know. (laughs) Uh, Rich thoughts. Can you guys hear me now? Yes, okay, cool. I think that it's gonna be uh, a win for Finn with. The uh, I, I use the horseman, the old horseman flair, uh, with Kurt Hennig heading the cage. Like Ray's going to be put in a precarious position by his son, and Edge is going to have to quit to save his friend's basically life. But then Eddie, Ed, uh, the ghost of Eddie Guerrero is going to force Dominic to make a bad move. <laughs> I'm glad I came back for that. <laughs> I think one day you heard him. He's like, "You lied to me my whole life. You're not my dad." That's the only thing I jumped to. Wow. I, I'm waiting for him. I'm waiting for him to do the whole like Eddie spiel. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> and Mandy, uh, I think that in order to give Judgment Day credibility, they need to take the win. They need the win more than Edge does. And also on a side note, if I hear Dominic go, I lied, I'm done. That would be- That's what I meant. That's exactly what I was thinking. Exactly I lied, I, I thinking. cheat, I steal. I swear, I, I, if I hear that, any kind of a cadence like that, I will I will laugh my ass off and it'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the gimmick is going over really well when you're going to have Dominic come and drive in a lowrider. Oh Jesus! Well, actually, you're not gonna say that Dominic has like the biggest heat in the out overall. He's gonna the biggest heel heat, and it's amazing to watch. Like absolutely amazing. And he's doing really well with it. I give him a ton yeah, of credit right. because yeah. I mean, he is. Exactly. I mean, he's still very green, and I think we all right. get that. Right. Exactly right. All right. So uh, I'm going to pick Finn Balor just because. Um, next, we have the fight pit match. Oh, this is going to be exciting. This is Matt Riddle versus Seth freaking Rollins with Daniel Cormier and as the special guest referee. Um, I'm going to start. I'm going to say uh, Matt Riddle because why not? Uh, Dad. 
I I gotta go Riddle. I really do. I mean, because I think Riddle needs us right now, uh, and uh, that way, you know, it kind of solidifies where Riddle is and what he's doing, and hopefully get him into another program with someone else. Uh, Rich. I am always a fan of someone getting a themed match like the Lion's Den, Hart Family Dungeon, and winning, especially main roster. So I think this would be Riddle. And I think Seth, again, can dance his way out of this. And mm-hmm. I think his insults are really what won him this more than actually winning a match. I agree with you on that. Uh, Mandy? I agree. Um, Seth has turned into like a Seamus and a Drew where he doesn't need – he doesn't need the rub. He he can do without it. And uh, I think Riddle especially, he kind of rode on Randy's coattails to get to where he is. So I think he needs to prove that he belongs there without, without Randy. <laughs> and lastly, Blake. Um, I, I'm leaning toward Riddle as well. I'm curious how this match is going to go in front of people. Because they've never done this match in front of people. The last few times they did it, it was in front of screens. So I'm not quite sure, like, what is it going to look like? Are they going to have it separate from the ring? Like, how are they going to pull this off? Um, so that I'm curious about. But I'm leaning towards Matt Riddle. He needs to win. Seth beat him the last time. So I think it makes more sense for Matt to win this. And end the feud. As Dad said, end the feud. Right. <laughs> All right, moving along. Uh, we have our Extreme Rules match. For the SmackDown Women's Championship, we have Liv Morgan uh, against Ronda Rousey. Now, on paper, I mean, let's be honest here, uh, but Mandy, what are you thinking about this match? Because, uh, I mean, by default on paper, it seems like Ronda Rousey should kick her ass. Yes. um, And I, I hate to say this but I think Ronda will take it um I do also agree with Tom from last week that it will be interesting to see what happens to Liv after she loses and to see if she is more of a Carmella in the fact where they don't really give her another chance or like a Becky Lynch where she eventually does you know kind of rise back to the surface um but I think that Rhonda is going to take this and I would like to either see Rhonda go against Shayna and I hate to say this too or Charlotte's going to come back <sighs> I hate to say it but like they it's been too long without Charlotte winning and losing a title <laughs> you know what though hon I, I hate to say it but I was actually going to say something similar because I, I have if Liv wins, the only person left to her to face is Charlotte. I hate to say it that way, but she's the only one left to face at this point. Um, I honestly think it's a better idea to put the belt on Ronda, though, and have a Ronda Shayna thing. I think that would be a lot more fun. It'd be something different that we've never actually seen. So I think I'm going to lean toward Ronda, don't have Ronda Shayna. But if Liv wins, the only reason is because Charlotte's back on Friday. That's the only reason. <laughs> Another thing that I would like to see is I would like to see if they do a Ronda Shayna thing to kind of put uh, Sonia in there too, because I think that it is for- forgotten that Sonia does have that MMA background as well. Mm. Rich, what are your thoughts? 
I, I just want it to be that the bad lady goes away, but it's not going to happen. So I think that Charlotte's going to be back. Ronda is uh, most likely going to win the belt. Uh, but I think the safest way is for Liv to have that shit shenanigans filled win because of Charlotte. And then that way Ronda and Charlotte can fight while Liv goes off to get marked by, uh, I don't know, uh, the white rabbits, new friends or whatever <laughs> else you can think of. <laughs> Dad? Oh my God, Rich, you're actually predicting an, another feud with the women's division that's not for a title? What is this, NXT? <laughs> what is this, NXT? <laughs> I, I, here's the thing with Liv. She's nice. She, you know, proves that she can hold her own, so to speak, but I, I don't think the fans have have taken to her as, <laughs> as a champ. You you hear a lot of boos, uh, and I, I think it's it's time for a change. And I think Ronda's gonna gonna take it, but I think they're gonna leave Ronda's uh, persona as heel. And if Charlotte comes in, I think they're gonna make Charlotte a babyface. Charlotte can't be a babyface. You can't be a babyface. <laughs> when you go against Ronda. Ronda's a baby face, technically. She's a heel. No, she's not. She's a heel. Technically, she's not. Let's just say she's a semi-heel. She's a quasi-heel. Quasi-heel. There you go. Quasi-heel. Wow. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm, you know what? I was, just to be different, uh, live because she's going to get help and it's a no-DQ match anyway. Um, and Jersey Girl. And just yeah, and, and the slut from down the street. Um, and lastly, we have our Raw Women's Championship on the line. It is a ladder match. It is Bianca Belair with her giant hair. It is Bailey with her cut hair, uh, with with damage control and 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 all that fun stuff. Uh, do we see? Do we see? Uh, what's your face? Um. 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 Wow. Becky? Becky? Yeah, do we see Becky coming back? I mean, she kind of disappeared. Is there a reason why she just... She got hurt. She got hurt. She got hurt. Oh, did she, she really hurt. get hurt? She got hurt at SummerSlam in that match against Bianca. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her shoulder or whatever, right? Yeah. Um. Okay, so maybe not. Um. Uh, let's start with Rich first. Uh, what are your thoughts on this match? I think because of the latter and the fact that uh, you're going to have Alexa out there. I think this is prime uh, Fiend, Bray, Bray Fiend, Fiend Bray, whatever, what, Wabbit, <laughs> show up. And, and so Lastly, Wabbit. That Lastly, Wabbit is going to cost for Bianca Fudd her title. And so as a result, I think uh, I think it's going to be new champion. And hopefully that leads to Bailey being the gatekeeper as her other friends, a.k.a. Naomi and the other lady show up. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, Mandy, let's, let's, let's turn it over to you now. Uh, what are your thoughts? I, I mean, I agree. I think it's time for Bailey to finally, uh, finally kind of overcome Bianca and get over that because I think that if they let this go much longer it will it will become stale um and we don't want that as proven by Smackdown uh and I do agree that it would be a good time for either the Fiend 
uh, to kind of use TNT and blow them all up from Acme, or <laughs> or it would be a good opportunity to bring in a few more members of Damage Control, meaning Naomi and the other one. <laughs> how did take, by the way, how did take it to the end of the show to start making these references to the Acme Let's go with Dad. I hate that rabbit. Uh, and isolate. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I, you know, my heart goes with Bianca, but I, girl, I uh-uh. <laughs> I didn't steal your lunch. Um, I, but I think because Bianca's had the title for a while and people are used to her having it on, I think I see. Bailey coming up with the title. You, you, you got to give her that brass ring in order to start off damage control to go and do bigger and better things. And I think you need that for, for this faction is almost similar to like a Mandy Rose situation, but with more talent. Oh, wow. He's wow. not wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> and I really think we can just skip Blake for this because obviously he's going to go with Bianca. So I think, you Put know. some respect in her name, first of all. Okay. <laughs> and second of all, yes, I was saving Blake for last. You kind of all know where he's going to go. So Blake yeah. just make yeah, it he's official. Yeah, he's going Bianca. So let's just wrap it up. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I, I honestly, it would not, my whole thing is I have Bailey winning this match, obviously. That's not surprising anybody was fine. I, I the reason I say that is because I think they're turning damage control into the main roster toxic attraction where they're putting all the belts on them for a little bit, which is not a bad move. I mean, it worked for toxic attraction, it actually made them actually relevant and somewhat decent down to NXT, despite Andy Rose. Um the other thing, actually, is, the other thing to keep in mind is why have a faction if you're not going to be the best. Exactly. It's a very much like an evolution of all the belts or undisputed era hold all the belts. It's the same mentality here. It's just really they've never nice. done it with women. They've it's never really, done it with women before. Yeah. It's really nice to see women doing that because Absolutely. We, haven't, we haven't seen something like that happen with women. And I just I like the fact that you have this badass group of women that are that are doing the damn thing. Exactly. It's perfectly the first time on the main roster you've ever done this. So just go ahead and finish the deal. I actually do like the idea of um, Naomi, and I really wanted to say her character from Mandalorian, but I forgot the name of it, and um, being a part of the, uh, Damage Control, because I just don't see them feuding with Bailey. I just can't see it. So I can totally see them joining up with them and making this like a mega faction and having some fun with it. I honestly so feel I just like see they that. have a really great way of leaning into it by saying, you know, they didn't want to give us respect. So absolutely, we. we made we made it so that when we come back we get that respect like i feel like they have a built-in way to kind of slide into damage control right and and who knows how many members are actually going to be in damage control right right well i think i think it's time no 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 disrespect to bianca she did wonderful I think it's time. Bailey's been gone for too long. This is this is the moment. I mean, everything is kind of leading up to this moment. 
So I, I, I think Bailey is going to win. And we are going to have a very fun next few months until WrestleMania, at least, with damage control. I mean, it's, it's crazy to think that, you know, an all-woman faction has the possibility to actually dominate the storyline for the next few months. Definitely. And I think it's also about time. And it, that's the clearest indication to me that Triple H is in control is that women are given the spotlight unironically and it's people that would never ever have gotten the chance before. Oh, by the way, I just thought about this to Mandy's point, making them like this main event faction. They were on what, three segments on Raw this week? Like they literally were on half the show, which is something you can do for the bloodline. They don't really do, really do that for a female faction. So to have that happen for three completely different segments, all three of them got spotlight time. Like, they, they don't usually do that, and that's really cool to say. Yep. Here's something to throw out, and maybe food for thought, is now that Triple H is kind of running the show. I'm kind of. <laughs> well, okay, let's run the show. Do you see another all-female pay-per-view coming? Or, or I'm sorry, that's not pay-per-views anymore. Um, please, uh, South has. It's his birthday week. I'll let him have it. <laughs> okay. I mean, do you see that happening? I don't know. Another I, evolution too would be. If they do, I don't see it happening anytime soon. Um, for the fact that they kind of need to rebuild the women's division because under Vince, it took a back. I mean, that would be fun. They have. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. I think that it, by putting damage control or like having damage control at the helm, I think that's a good start. And then I think you just really need to rebuild and then you can potentially have that second women's pay-per-view. But I think doing it right now would be more of a detriment to the women's division than, um, than not having it because I think right now it would be almost a joke. Hmm. Yep, I can see that. Um, so, well, that that takes us to the end there. That that was the card. Uh, that's pretty much the end of our show. Um, Blake, do you have anything to add before we wrap it up? No, actually, Sal, all I was going to say was happy birthday. I didn't get to say top of the show. Okay, well, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. Um, well, that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so uh, I, I guess we'll just jump right into closing here. Uh, Blake's going to add My Chemical Romance and Post, so we're not hearing right now, but welcome to the Black Parade. Uh, for more information on our show, including where you can hear our show, go to the thebladeofsoundshow.com, our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages, and pretty please comment or leave a rating and review, and we will rate it on the show. Mark, say everything. Hey, as always, it's been your pleasure. And if you happen to have an independent wrestling organization where you live in, please go see these people. These are young men and women that are coming up in the ranks of professional wrestling sports entertainment. You'll be amazed on the moves they can do, and they'll surprise you. And they're there basically to get your reaction, to see if they can go someplace to get that brass ring in a bigger organization and make their name well known. Uh, but with that, go to these events, uh, 
not only with safety, but also, you know, don't be the guy that everyone says, that's the guy. Don't be the one that basically is loud mouth, obnoxious, drunk, throwing things, causing a scene. Don't be that person. Be a better person. Uh, and hey, you know what? Let's be better to one another, you know, because this is what we need. We need to be better to one another. We need to be better. We're coming out of this, and we're coming out of this for the better, stronger, and wiser. Well said. Uh, Mandy, do you have the sheet in front of you? Do you yep, want to I do. Lake's final clock line? Yep. Rich, thank you for being on the show. Um, next week, they will be rolling out their monthly archive show. Come back for something cool there, because he probably doesn't know what he's doing. And... I do. I do actually know what we're doing. I do oh, what are you doing? doing? Um, I'm actually, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I actually do know. Um, I actually found the audio from when me and Zach Zimmerman, formerly from Wrestling.net, previewed the very first NXT Arrival show, and it actually was really fun to listen to back. So I'm putting that up next week. It's a really fun show. All right. So come back for that. It'll be really cool, according to this. And then the week <laughs> after, they will be back to preview NXT Halloween Havoc with Kelly Lowe. So all that being said. I'm not Blake. I'm Mandy. Uh, I'm not Sal. I'm Sal. <laughs> I'm Blake. <laughs> and I am surely not the White Rabbit. That's Mark, and you've been listening to the Blake and Sal show with Mark featuring Mandy. Have a good day, everyone. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Yeah. Good night. Mom, bang, yada, yada. We're done. so very much goodbye and good night